Hi, welcome back to Transvox. I'm Gillian. Hi, and I'm Jenny. Nice to see you, Jenny. How, how's your week been? What's been happening? Um, um, nothing very exciting, I'm afraid. Just really work, but it's been really enjoyable. Part of my work is is doing um, talking about um, trans inclusion, and it's great when I engage with people. So that's been really positive. So I've had some uh, some fun doing that, and and, and re- so I've enjoyed doing that. But other than that, same old, same old, really. And I love that thought that you live a life where it's just almost like home, not humdrum, because I don't mean it like that, but it's not a special event to be able to wear some makeup or go out in public or something, you know, it's just become who you are. It sounds, it sounds marvellous. To be honest, it's most of the time it's complete pain in the bum having to put makeup every morning. You can't wait to take it off at night. And so it's amazing that turnaround from when first it was all so exciting today. It's, yeah, it's nice to look good, but it's also a pain in the half time to look good. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm at the other end, so clearly it's all great for me. And uh, constant trips to the shops. Embrace and... the excitement. Embrace it at the moment, I, I say. I am. Um, so this week I had a, an interesting experience because I've been going to a, a trans support group. Oh, right. I know, um, yeah, it's been great. And um, quite bizarrely, I met someone who um, was at the same school as me. Oh, wow. How about that? And um, what was more interesting is that this person was a teacher at the school I was at. Oh, wow. That's a, that's an encounter. That's, that, that, that was, I don't know how that, I, I always felt as a, when I was at school, if you ever saw a teacher out of school in the civvies, I always felt awkward in speaking to yeah. them. I don't know how that was for you. How did, how did the support group go? Is it good? It's good. Yeah. It's one of those that um, it's very different from the, the nominative charity that we work with, but um What's fascinating is you just rock up and you just sit there. And there's what's fascinating is you end up with um, three little communities. And so you have people sort of my age who are sort of, let's just say, slightly older. And um, you have people who are very young and a lot of trans mask people. Nice. And it's been quite, and I would say actually probably, I might be wrong here, but I would say 50% of the people in our trans group are trans mask. And, um, and you very really rarely see them. That's really interesting. In my, I mean, my, I, I did attend a couple of support groups back in the day, sort of probably about 2012. There were very few trans men um, yeah. as part of the community, very few at, at that point in the community. Yeah. And I think it, that's been such a heartening change to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really interesting. It'd be interesting to sort of compare and contrast really what support groups are like now yes. as of what they were when I, when I, when I yeah. used to. I mean, all I can say is I don't, it doesn't really matter where you are in the country, what you're doing, whether it's online or whether it's face to face. But certainly for me at the beginning of this journey, I think they're absolutely vital. It's just nice to be able to go somewhere for a couple of hours and, and be like with your posse, you know, just yeah. um, just be able to relax and ask yeah. people questions. Because people, I mean, we, we had a, must have had a good hour on how you improve one's voice. And uh, one person that had a really interesting voice and was showing us all these sort of exercises that you do. And it's that thing, isn't it? Because there's so much to deal with. It's like, what order, you know? Exhausted. I remember when I, that I that as you can all the listeners can tell, I am, did not do very good at my speech and language therapy. I can never keep the concentration up and um, slightly let that win. So I'm not the person to talk to in terms of my voice. But uh, I think it's really interesting, though. Uh, I say, such a leveler when I it's like finding your tribe isn't it but when I first went to a group I remember sitting there and I was sitting on one side of me was a, a chief executive of a high-flying company next to me the other side um, 
I'm, this is no judgment as a mechanic, um, a car mechanic thing. And everything was a leveler because yeah. the one thing they had in common was this was a place they could be themselves. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting that I've always just wanted to write a story about those those groups because you're finding your your community where because we're also disparate and often we don't see anybody else who's trans to find to find a community is really important. And and you know I think that's important. And and the question of the week was going to be around loneliness, actually, strangely mm-hmm. enough. Because because the thing I've noticed most of all is how much one can hide away and uh, and I've talked to you know the trans people I've talked to and this is common theme of loneliness this is common theme of being you know, you sort of lose all the contacts that you had because you've you've had to remove yourself from us your old world sometimes you've lost your family sometimes you've lost your jobs whatever it might be and you sort of you can end up just sitting at home looking at your four walls and being lonely and of course that can have serious impact on people's mental mm-hmm. health so I just wondered how you know what your perspective was on this it's interesting. I think we don't talk about loneliness enough. Um, I get lonely. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I mean, I live, you know, I've got, uh, I've got, um, I'm not a partner. I live on my own and it can be quite lonely. I think since lockdown as well, people are more isolated. I think mm. that, that's not helped. But you're absolutely right. Um, sadly, too many, um, too many trans people do, do lose contact with friends and family for, for various reasons, you know. Uh, that wasn't the case with me. I mean, actually, I think my social life improved, you know, end oh. when I transitioned, actually, initially, wow. initially, it definitely did. Um, you know, I made closer friends with my, my friends who were girls as well, and we, we socialised and things. So I did, I did I, that was probably when I was most sociable. So, um, yeah, I think loneliness is a terribly difficult thing. Um, you know, um, you know, being uh, uh, when, you know, especially if you lose touch with your family or friends, I think, come home because... Yeah. We're always going to be a small, uh, small community, you know. Yeah. Uh, then you know you're unlikely to find somebody else that's trans on your street, you know. And it's and it's the thing that struck. It was going running through my mind as I was thinking about this, and um, and I was thinking, in, in you know, someone said to me, "So why don't you start your own group up?" And I thought, "Oh, I can't do that." And I thought, "But you could. It's actually really easy in today's world. I mean, it doesn't. You mm. don't have to be massively." adept to be able to go onto Facebook and see there's thousands of groups and say to people, hey, do you fancy, you know, meeting up one evening at five o'clock? You know, nothing sort of weird or pervy or sort of weird. Just let's get <laughs> let's get together. I mean, that could be later on, obviously, but if you want to. <laughs> but the point is, it's that thing about let's just to get, get together and have a natter. Because actually, especially if you find people in your own part of the world, because you never know, you never know, you might find your ex-teacher standing in front of him. You never count out. I still got my head around how that would have been. I don't know if he still called them um, no. missile, sir. <laughs> no. But there was I another tale attached to that, which I'll, we'll talk about in other weeks. But what was fascinating, we did spend quite a long time reminiscing about the things that we knew about. And what was very fascinating is that he talked about the fact that um, it was a horrible school, a very, very rough school, very, very um, challenging, to say the least. I mean, 3,000 kids, six in the sixth form sort of thing. Wow. And, um, you know, proper sink school. Um, and I used, he, he said to me, I, I, I don't, he didn't remember particularly, but he used to remember all the arty types who used to hide away. And there was a special place made for them in the library. So all the arty types who played musical instruments could go and hide there without being picked on or tortured or such like. But he, this is really interesting, he did have the same thing for all the geeks and the nerds. Because all the science people were, I mean, you know, it was a crime to be intelligent or to enjoy school or like doing homework. And um, 
And so he used to run that group. And and he was I always thought it was quite interesting. It was quite prescient that he was already looking after disadvantaged groups at that, that age. I thought it was quite fascinating. He wasn't one at that time, but uh, quite quite amazing, isn't it? And I think that thing about finding your finding your posse and also recognizing that that posse doesn't have to last with you for the rest of your life. You know, you have friends that come mm-hmm. and go, don't you? And so and so why why not find new people? Just go online and reach out. Well, I, I absolutely I found my first community I found where I felt less lonely. And less shameful was was in the chat rooms of the early two thousands. That's yeah. where before Facebook we had chat rooms, and I found a community UK Angels. It was called. Oh and yes, I, I remember. Yeah, it's going back in the day, yeah. and I made a couple of uh, friends, and and one friend who I haven't seen for a couple of few years now, but one friend, uh, a very close friend, I think, um, through that group. That was the first time I'd ever spoken to anybody who was trans or like me. Right, yeah. and it's the first time finding way. And and physical groups are great, you know, if you um, if you can find them. That's and you said they're there, and that chance to be yourself. Um, what about? Yeah, I mean, when people on. talk about you know who are who are cis and they say I'm moving to a different town and how do I meet people? I mean, one of the things they always say is find an interest and find the people who are a part of that interest. And and I, I wonder what your view was on a, a sort of LGBT groups because we're talking about specifically trans groups here. But I mean should i mean will they be welcoming i mean yeah. is it worth my experience going to those? Uh, my experience of the, LG, of the wider lgbt community has been nothing but positive i mean i haven't attended group groups and where i live in stoke-on-trent i don't think there are there probably are i haven't sought them out but um you know in terms of wider aware of of work as part of the lgbt community nothing but welcoming you know overwhelmingly welcoming um and it's part of our community and it was such um an important step I remember sort of being part of that discussion when we started to have LGBT groups around the turn of the 2000s, because before that, trans people didn't really have that wider community. We were always part of the wider community. If you look at, go back in history, look at Stonewall um, and the formation of Stonewall rights, and there was trans people involved in that. But when we, you know, sort of officially, like bisexual people became part of the LGBT community, it was a really important point. And yes, you will find, um, you will find a welcome, I'm sure. In, in wider groups because yeah. they're all part and i think that's important because they're all we're all part of the community and then which many people now would term the queer community you know yes. queer lives because as an umbrella term yeah and um you know interesting because in terms of abuse when we were growing up but yeah, that's it been reclaimed yeah. now and um and i've only been talking about this today at work so um yeah i mean you know find that community if there are, are, are places you can meet and find individuals but there is online there there is there is groups you can find online as well yes you don't... Well, I, I was very taken about the story you told um a couple of um a podcast or two ago i can't remember when now but that idea of that when you're newly in this world that you sort of get in your car and you go for these sorts of aimless drives or you get a you yeah. go out late at night all hidden away and such like so it's actually quite nice to go out knowing that you're going to somewhere with a sense of purpose because it's a meaningful thing on its own it's it just, do you know what i mean because it's it's oh like God, going yeah, shopping I can, isn't I it so relate to that because um yeah i i it was great to have a community i i had transitioned by pretty much the full time by the time i i intended i met some good friends there i mean they, they don't exist those groups i attended now but there was a time where when I was just first transitioned, trying to be outside and be part of society, because there's to an element being trans behind closed doors on your own isn't because yeah. actually being as a woman is me relating to society and society relating to me. And that's yeah. 
can't, I can only do that through have a look and at home. I've got nobody to talk to. So I used to go outside and I used to go for aimless tries. I used to go walking around supermarkets in the middle of the night, mm. you know, with my first steps out, you know, nervously sort of yeah. shuffling behind stack shelves and running you know, up and down just to be highs. out in the world. Yeah, yeah. Just to being out in the world and, yeah. um, but actually having a purpose of somewhere to go to. And then actually, you know, um, it was really important. But yeah, there's, I can remember all those little steps, those little stepping stones um every every time were really important in my sort of journey. so i'm guessing transition. yeah i'm guessing your top tip out of dealing with loneliness is to get in a group or join one i suppose or create one. i think that's a good i think that's a good tip um i i think that's a good tip uh, there is a community out there i probably need to listen to that lesson myself because i get quite lonely um even though i've got i think loneliness is interesting even though i've got a job where i meet loads of people i've got loads of friends at work and um and other things i'm involved in in the trade union movement everything else i still get very lonely of an evening when i, yeah. I read something horrible about trans on the news and i'm on my own and i want nobody to talk to about it yeah and that well that can, that can feel lonely pick up that whatsapp you know i'm always yeah. at the end of it so that's yeah good. indeed so that's brilliant. Okay, then. So uh, obviously, um, we want to talk about what's in the news at the moment. And, and maybe this is a little while ago now, but I think the repercussions are just rumbling on and on and on and on and on and on. You know, basically, Scotland did this thing around the Gender Reform Act up there. Yeah. Um, uh, storms of abuse. The You know, the UK government um, said they couldn't actually bring this legislation through, as I remember then. Nicholas Scurgeon has resigned. I just wondered what your your overall, I mean, no one knows what's going to happen, but I just wondered what your overall view is because it, it hits things like, not the political side of the UK and all that sort of stuff, but it hits the, the Gender Reform Act, the Gender Recognition Act, whatever it was. I mean, where are we with that? What's going on with it in our it's, world? It's really it's, it's really interesting. I said, you know, taking the politics side, really sad to see uh, Nicholas Sturgeon resign because she... Mm. I took some political risk and, and pushed through that that reform. I mean, you can go, you can go, you know, not only history, I'll go back briefly. I think it was Theresa May's government proposed to reform the Gender Recognition Act. And let's not forget, without all the nonsense in the press, all that act does is gives a bit more dignity and mm. legal protection for people. It change, you're able to change a birth certificate and it gives you protection, dignity if you get married, when you die, you, know, you have your pension doesn't change anything you can do in your day-to-day -day life doesn't change you know change your idea or anything like that you can do all of that because people misrepresent the gender recognition just gives us a bit more dignity and protection and the, and, and it was really amazing government they wanted to reform it in line with what's happened in many other countries now yeah um which would be um a, a, what we call a self-declaration you do a legal declaration um and that's the process rather than a medicalized process going to a faceless panel with all the problems no right of appeal spousal veto all the problems of the current act, act out current the current situation i've not been through that process and won't as it stands and you know i don't need a doctor or a psychiatrist to tell me i'm a woman i identify as a woman nobody else can do that for me yeah and that act sought to bring that dignity and i think that was and we've seen it through Europe. We've seen, I think, actually more recently in Spain, they've just passed some yeah. um, really good, positive um, changes to recognition. So through Europe and parts of South America, I think Argentina was one of the first countries to pass laws that give that proper dignity. It's the case in Republic of Ireland as well. I think the, what's happened in the UK, that, that, that reform is what stoked up all the, some of the anti-trans um, sentiments somehow. Uh, and it's all come on the back of that. And then it's got messed in politics. So government is now seeming to wanting to make some 
make it a culture war or as they want to call it on the back of not progressing this simple piece of legislation that just gives us a bit more dignity it doesn't change anything doesn't affect anybody else in this this country other than trans people it really doesn't mm. doesn't put anybody else at risk doesn't change anything it just gives us a bit more dignity um that's all it will do um, um so i do hope eventually that that can happen here yeah i was gonna uh, say are you hopeful that's gonna happen or i'm when i look more long term i'm hopeful because i see what the hope is i see with the young with generations younger than mine how really they are inclusive when talks of gender they understand that gender is not a binary they understand that gender is not uh, as we were all told in my generation and they're completely inclusive and don't understand what's happening in the uk so i'm hopeful about that i'm not hopeful in the short term because i've the, from the and it is you can't get away from the politics on this because you hear it you've heard yeah. how people have said that the you know that the government may weaponize the trans debate as a as a as a and it is so cruel because we're small community and we are being used as some sort of cultural war. and it's similarly reflected in what's happening in parts of the united states yeah. um so in the short term i'm not positive at the moment but in the long term i'm positive yeah. um I, I am more positive there's a there's a narrative isn't there if you look at the states and i'm more familiar with the states funny enough than scotland yeah. but um you see this this marginalization of um, minority communities then you see legislation changing. So, you know, we've got this thing in the States about gay marriage being rolled back, road versus yeah. way. Yeah. You've got basically, you know, a, a section that America, not all, not all, but a section in America, you know, turning America into sort of American Taliban with a, yeah. you know, a, a religious demagoguery and every, yeah. you know, women's rights being zero. And actually it's just the maintenance, maintenance of the sort of white, you know, old farts community. <laughs> Which, which is, which is, you know, as a probably a previous member of the White Old Fast community, I can, I can see it, I can understand it. But we've got this tw- thing, and we've got this neoliberalism, right wing, and we've got the sort of left wing. But the left wing doesn't seem to be standing up for much at the moment. So you've got lots of the European countries going further and further right wing. And I work in Africa and Middle East, and it's, you know, you don't go and be trans out there, uh, not if you want to get back home. Um, but also you've got this sort of Labour Party trying to stand up for stuff, but not being, I mean, I don't know whether they don't want to get involved in the argument. I don't want to, you know, we've got somebody in Scotland standing for the leadership who's that's got staunch religious views and don't believe in same-sex marriage. And it seems like we've got these pulling, these twin sort of competing themes, which is, mm. you know, uh, generosity of spirit, liberalism, and this sort of, this move back to sort of real, real right-wing erosion of liberties, a, and just taking away people's rights. And it starts with us, because we're easy. And once you've got practice wiping out sort of the trans white um, rights, well, who's next? You know, I'm, well, let's I'm, let's say let's say it's illegal to be gay again. Let's start, let's just go there. Because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hard to start working at, uh, your magic against the gay community. It is absolutely the case. So it's very interesting. There's there was a some conference, I think it was maybe 10, 15 years ago in America by some of the groups. And, and it was one of the ideas of that conference was to split the T away from LGBT. It's why yeah. our community is important, not just because they wanted to uh, not, uh, you know, roll back rights for trans people, but that was a wedge to start splitting apart the LGBT yeah. community. And we have seen this 
in this country, we've seen this in this country where you know you're having the, the protests outside drag queen story times in libraries and things, yeah. and, the, and 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 and, and, and a, a hark back to the '80s gay panic sort of language and Section Twenty Eight and one of you know schools and things. You are seeing you are seeing some of that um, sort of creeping back in. Um, uh, so it is not a coincidence, and it's not a coincidence that there's people in America. It's, I think it's difficult. We shouldn't broad brush America because lots of America of is more progressive. And indeed, Joe Biden, as uh, as a president, has appointed trans people to his cabinet, yeah. and has been very uh, 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 strongly an advocate and supports of trans rights. I've heard a speech from him, I think. So um, it's wrong to tar the whole of America because it's obviously different states. But there are parts where it's completely scary. Yeah. They're trying to make it illegal to be trans. They're, okay. they're making it illegal to support trans children yeah. and to don't talk gay in Florida in schools yeah. and things like that. Well, um, I think, and, and, that's are, the, and that's my point, isn't it? You've got these twin tracks, yeah. and it's almost like there's a, um, it's almost like these small minority communities get caught in the middle. We become the flotsam and jetsam of these big movements, one pushing towards liberalism and, you know, such like the other one pushing much more right wing. And, it, and it's, yeah. it's, I think it's interesting for people to look at the media. There was a very interesting piece of work done on chat GPT recently. I don't know if you saw it. Okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. um, it was shown on uh, one of the Twitter feeds. I think Joe Morn or the Good Law Project or someone, I remember seeing yeah. it. And what they did is they got chat GPT to write an article based in the style of various newspapers. And it said oh, things right. like, for example, you know, um, what's your approach to um, immigrants? And, and, and they wrote, I think it's the style of the, Guardian, the Telegraph, the Daily Mail, and the Sun, and and basically what they do is scour content from those organisations yeah. and the right things, and and it was basically, you know, um, the Guardian defined what legal immigrant was, and the Sun said that people are coming to take your jobs and children, and and so you can actually see an agenda. I can't remember if there was a trans question. I don't think there was, but there was you know approaches to various things, and you can see that the narrative driven out of some of these. Papers owned by foreign non-doms. I mean, this is the irony of the thing, who are yeah. propagating a you know le level of hate against people. They're not even British in that sense. But you, but you can see how the media is shaping the landscape. It's not the other way around. I think this is the thing. We've got to, we've got as a community to sort of say, we've got to stand up against some of this media stuff. We've got, you know, a bit like the... Um, the Hillsborough people did in, in Liverpool and such like, you know, they stopped buying the sun. That's, what, that's the only thing that works. The difficulty is, though, there's virtually and there's no ma mainstream newspapers aren't, um, in my view, um, had some history of anti-trans. So yeah. even the Guardian, who have, were criticised by the American arm of the Guardian um, for their stance on on, on trans rights, and uh, indeed two journalists left the Guardian. So even the papers you might think are more liberal and accepting yes. are not um, are across the board. I mean, some of them have been awful. The Times has been awful. There's clearly an agenda, yeah. an anti-trans agenda. Um, and even the BBC have not been without criticism on this. I think at one point they 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 set up a policy if they debate if they're talking about trans rights that they have to have an anti-trans person yeah on, on a panel or something. That's always been the case, there. doesn't it? But that's not the case in other areas of equality. We don't talk about if there's a if we don't talk about racism, we'll have to have a racist on the panel. Well, but, it, they, but they do. But Jen, this is the thing to do. It's remember all that evidence about climate change, and they brought Nigel Lawson on to talk about the he's a climate change denier. And but they know, won't do that now. The BBC have now, no. I know the BBC have now decided that yeah. the consensus is, but there isn't a consensus, particularly with trans people. And I know lots of people in our community have been approached to be on the media, and they won't because they're asked to be. They have to go up against somebody yeah. who wants to debate their very, very, very validity. Did you see I, the? Did you I see the? And we need to bring this 
this section to a halt, but did yeah. you see the question time uh, audience with India Willoughby fighting the trans case? I don't know if you saw I that. Didn't, I didn't watch it because, and I'll talk about this in a future podcast, I've been traumatised by being in the audience at question time. I, oh. I can talk about that. But yes. So I tend to avoid it, but I did obviously follow it, um, people on Twitter and see that. And by all accounts, she had a terrible time. She was very brave in doing it. And, brilliant, but brilliant. the audience was horrible, Yeah, um, my understanding in that. And, uh, and that, you know... Um, you know, I'm, I'm well done for doing that, but what a horrible well, we experience. Need, to we need through. to stand up for, for people like India. I mean, well, I'd love to be able to get her on here and talk to, talk yeah. to her. Just actually, just to say I'm a bit of a fangirl over the work. Because they need to know. They need to work, because sometimes I'm not sure our community necessarily shows support for people who are advocates. I don't know. I mean, I just, maybe not. I, I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's very difficult because where are voices? Our voices just don't get heard. Yeah. So where are, where are those trans voices? You know, it's rare for there to be a trans person on a panel debating a trans story in Question Time, right? Yeah. So there's there's been on many times, but there won't be. So I, I don't. I think there's a consensus in the community, and I think there is absolute support. There's always differences in any any community about approach. Um, so I, I I'd probably slightly challenge that. I think the problem is getting our voice heard. Um, and at the moment, our voice is not being heard. Yes. No, no. We know that the way that people argue in the modern world is that if you disagree with me, we now have to have a fight. But actually, we can uh, we can have different views and not fall out because that Absolutely. is what we call that. We used to call that debating when we were younger. Mm. Remember? So um, we did. We did. And I think it's important that we have different views. And, you know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes no, people I... are going to disagree with us or agree with us. Just because we say something negative doesn't mean we're transphobic. It means that we're considering a different approach and such like. So, you know, I, th I yeah, think it's, actually... it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, I mean, struggling to come up with a I have a definition of transphobia, you know, that other people want. And people do want to say they'll often hide behind. I've been told, oh, you should listen to these voices, listen to the reasonable debate. I don't I'm not going to debate my validity and my I'm not going to debate my, debate my womanhood with anybody. That's not your. That's not your. That's not all for debate. But you know, so I, you know, I'll talk to you about you know technical as the law and making it improving and making sure, you know, um, I, I'm committed to inclusion and intersectionality and all fronts. But uh, I'm not going to debate who I am with you. No, and I don't think you know, I'm saying that. Not you, but with with somebody that. Yeah, they, no, but I don't think I'm saying that either. So. Uh... <laughs> We'll have to come back to this another time because I no, think we do. It's a big old topic. It's, it's a, a massive topic, and I think it yeah. speaks uh, speaks to the the lack of strategy for for our sector being able to move forward and change the yeah, agenda. So we'll come back to that. But Definitely. let's let's think about the week in front of us, Jen. What have you got? What have you got in front of you? <laughs> Should I think? Um, I'm a couple of days of work um, um, and doing some trade union stuff um, at the weekend. Um, um, Eating, sleeping, and going to see family, I think okay. is a is a good weekend well spent. I think, um, you know, catching up a bit of telly, you know, but nothing exciting. Quite happy with that. Good. Well, I'm um, I'm in the midst of writing a, another book at the moment. So um, oh, and well, actually, some might say not writing three or four books is a more accurate description of. Uh, but I've got to deliver a a speech in, on March the 29th, I think, in Las Vegas. And, um, oh, my God, that's exciting. I need to have written a book but before that. So, so what's, the, what's the book on? It's all, about, it's all about leadership. Oh, right. And that's what your so, speech is about. I mean, well, it may as well be because that's what the... Well, the speech might be about something else that I can find the time to in interest to write. So there you go. But that's I think... far uh, more exciting. It's nice to hear. That's far more exciting than me 
I'm munching away waiting for yes, the telly, but but you're doing you're doing the thing I'd love to do, which is just to be comfortable in your own skin, living a, I guess. a, a lovely <laughs> life, you know. So that's it. But there you go. I'll let you know how things are going next week. I'll see. Yeah, you. I look forward to but it. So far, uh, having started this book, I've now got a clean garage. I've got clean shelves. I've got the carpets sweet swept, and I've um, and I've decided on the title, um, and I've gone into full marketing mode and got you know speaking gigs. But all I need now is the bits between the front and back cover. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> see you next week. See you next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And uh, But as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye.